0: Hello, everybody, and (laughs) welcome to Woman on Woman, our podcast, where we women talk about women. I'm your host, Sam
1: Lucas. And I'm Nicole Patton. The other host. Yeah, the other (laughs) (laughs) co-host. And this is a really exciting episode. Because
0: for today's episode, our very special New Year's episode, we will be counting down our top 21 female moments of 2021 yay now this has been a very requested video from no one but ourselves and um tell us a little bit about what inspired
1: this nicole that is such a great question there are there were a lot of iconic female-led moments of the year and we kind of wanted to talk about them um what else did inspire this Sam. Yeah, so we just wanted to really have a special episode. We've
0: been deliberating for several endless weeks um, about the most influential moments of this year because there were a lot to unpack. And after um, countless hours of just fighting and, and arguing and crossing off everything that we've been through, we finally came down to 21 of the most influential moments of this year, if not all time. Yeah,
1: we did. And um, not only is this a special episode because it ends the end of the year, this is also our first video episode. So whether you're listening to this in the audio format on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, anywhere else, we also have a video format of this episode with this awesome, super cool green screen that we have floating behind us that you can view with our special effects that go along with this episode.
0: Absolutely. And if anything sounds weird, that is because we are recording outside in Nicole's front yard.
1: Yeah, that's where the best lighting was because I don't own lights. And that's okay. We love her for it. Yes. Um, you can find, if you're listening during audio, you can find the episode on YouTube or on our website, the visual web episode if you wanted to take a peek. If we will, let's
0: get into it. Top 21 female moments of all times, or as we should call it, the Femmies. The Femmies. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. The 21st annual Femmies. <laughs> let's do this. Um, so, Nicole, do you want to go over just kind of the ranking and how we've decided to rank, I, I guess, rank these or rate these by how influential they are?
1: You know, that is such a good question. So basically we configured a whole entire list of iconic moments of the year. And basically what we did is we narrowed it down to 21 and then we kind of just put what we felt was most important and most exciting or the best thing to come out of the year towards the top and kind of like the more smaller, controversial issues towards the bottom but we still wanted to talk about and address. absolutely and i
0: think it's um important to note that this is a configuration of both our favorite female moments as well as moments that we think are just important from a cultural standpoint um i guess a an iconic standpoint just all of these different influences that have really really captured the year of 2021 so with that being said, let's get started. Number, Number 21, 21, Matt, Matt Damon's, Damon's daughter tells him, tells him to stop saying gay slurs. Who can forget this moment? I mean,
1: <laughs> honestly, what, what else did we learn from this? What? We learned that Matt Damon's daughter is an incredibly cool character. That's who we're focusing on. This is her moment.
0: No, it's not Matt Damon's <laughs> moment. It's his daughter's moment. moment. I don't know his daughter's name. Neither do I. But that's not important. What's important is that it took until 2021 for Matt Damon to admit that he has still been saying gay slurs, And for his daughter to finally tell him, hey, don't do that. It's not the 90s anymore. And he decided to live tweet his experience as this was happening. And who can forget?
1: I also love the fact that he outwardly, he told the public. That he his daughter, they got in a fight over one dinner, she locked out. And so he was like, Damn, I really need to change my ways. And so he like tweeted about like that he was such this great guy for changing his ways, not saying gay slurs anymore. And when he got backlash, he said, I never said that. I've never been saying gay slurs. Dude, you literally admitted it. And I think ago. your
0: daughter would say differently, Matt yeah. Damon. Yeah. She knows what's up. Okay. Bringing us to number, number 20. 20. Celebrities, celebrities admit, admit that they, they don't, don't believe, believe in bathing. In bathing. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so this isn't necessarily just a female moment as it was a moment for all of us.
1: But there were some femmies in there who admitted they don't believe in um, bathing. I'm looking at you, Mila Kunis and Kirsten Bell. <laughs>
0: who can really blame these celebrities? You know, they, they haven't had to face hardship. They don't have to face a a lot of the same things that we normal people do, and one of those things that they don't have to face on a daily basis is the bath, and that's okay. Can you um, explain this drama a little bit further?
1: Yeah, so uh, Mila Kunis and Ashton Kutcher came out, and they said that they don't bathe their children. They (laughs) don't believe in it. They think they can bathe like, their body naturally, like, gets rid of the toxins and the dirt that it needs. Um, <laughs> and then Kirsten Bell and Dax Shepard said, hey, we do the same. They also don't bathe their children. They don't. I actually, I was <laughs> listening to a podcast earlier
0: where they were discussing, because I believe this was first brought up on, um, on Dax Shepard's podcast that he was hosting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Kirsten Bell, like, later confirmed it. But, from what I heard, he actually believes in only washing soles and holes. What does that mean? I don't think I need to explain (laughs) much further. Soles and holes? Yes, he believes that it's important that you wash, you know, the soles of your feet. Oh, and the holes? And the holes. Damn. And those are the most important parts to (laughs) bathe. The rest can be rinsed off, but it's important that you wash just souls and holes
1: yeah wow and so then after these celebrities came out and minute that they don't believe in proper bathing Jake Gyllenhaal who has no children said yeah I don't bathe either I think our bodies clean themselves naturally and we can tell yeah we, th- we can he's tell. a stinky guy he is
0: and um I would also like to mention that this is an important uh, this is a moment that lives in my head, mostly because I found out about it through Nicole um, telling her mom about it. I have a very distinct memory of us walking into Nicole's living room and her seeing her mom on the love seat and going, mom, did you see that the list of celebrities that don't bathe have been released? And her mom went, what? I actually don't remember that at all, but I don't doubt it happened. It lives in my mind (laughs) every day. It's on a constant That is
1: something that I would totally do. Shout out to my mom. It was. Did she enjoy the conversation? I think she did. I think she gained a
0: lot from it. (laughs) I'm so glad. (laughs) Which brings us on to our number 19 moment.
1: Rita Ora, Tessa Thompson, and Taika Waititi
0: polyamorous relationship Uh, rumors. Wow. So... I'll let you take it away. (laughs) Oh, me? No. I I insist, Nicole. Please.
1: I really don't know much. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Me neither.
0: (laughs) So, um, I actually forget when this was. This was, a, I believe, a few months ago, because it was this year. And there were some very steamy pictures released of Rita Ora, uh, Tessa Thompson, and Taika Waititi um, all kind of getting it on with each other, just kind of kissing, loving, living. And this spread so much controversy because people were like, what's going on here? Is this like just a threesome? Are they in love? Is there something more to be explored? Is this a step for polyamorous people everywhere they just didn't know yeah that's true (laughs) and so the rumors spurred and they have not been answered or wrapped up since and to that but there was a picture of a three-way kiss right there was a picture of a three-way kiss that I remember fondly damn and for that we must salute all women for their work because there are two women involved so it does make the list
1: yeah it really does um number 18 uh, Lord, Lord Smoking, Smoking Weed, Weed new album, album release. Released. New album release <laughs> yeah, is, is in parentheses. Yeah, new album release is in parentheses. Lord released her new album. I loved it. It's definitely different than her newer stuff. Do I like her? I mean, it's definitely different than her older stuff. Do I like her older stuff better? Yes, but I do have tickets for this album concert in April and I'm very excited to go. I'm very excited to see Lord in concert because I've been wanting to see her concert since I was a little kid. And overall, it is a
0: pretty good album. It's different than anything she's ever made and her smoking weed is a very pivotal moment for the Femmys because until then we didn't really know much about Lord and what she was doing. And so we're glad to know that her cannabis use heavily inspired <laughs> this new wave of free and loving music.
1: And she's happy now! And she's she's happy. happy! I also want to say that um, I read an interview she did and she stated that each um, album is about a different like drug or addiction that she had. Her first one um, was alcohol. Um, her second one was MDMA. And her third one is weed, cannabis. So she's moving up there. She smokes a lot in her music videos. She has a song called Stone at the nail salon, which we love. And we just love that she's embracing her little stoner self. Number 17. Megan, Megan Fox, Fox coming com- back as a pop
0: culture staple, only to have her reputation destroyed by machine gun Kelly. Oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> So Megan Fox, pop culture queen of the early 2000s, kind of had a falling out for a while due to much sexism. Actually, um, long time watchers of the Femmes will remember her from previous iterations of this award show from the early 2010s and late 2000s, Um, but she kind of fell away because nobody really wanted to cast her because she was deemed difficult after Michael Bay said some really bad stuff about her. But luckily with the resurgence of 2000s pop culture coming back and the same with the fashion and people realizing how good Jennifer's body is as a movie, a lot more people were getting back to loving Megan Fox and just as that started happening. What, what ruins
1: this? What destroys it? She starts dating Machine Gun Kelly. The spawn of Satan. And say what you want about Machine Gun Kelly. He's They're, a pedophile.
0: He is a pedophile. There is nothing good to say about that man. However, some people do like his music, and for that I say why. Why? why? I, I've tried listening
1: to it. Don't admit that. It's not that. that good. Don't admit that. No, no, like I wanted to see what people were like hearing from him. All I know is he's a little tall white guy, skinny, looks like he's on drugs all the time, which necessarily isn't a bad thing. But here's the real, here's the real problem. Megan Fox, mother of three or yeah. four, beautiful woman,
0: absolutely incredible, can get anyone, but has been mistreated by the media for so long that now that she's finally getting this attention, she's using it to kind of spoil her manse and worship her manse, and that's fine, <sighs> she can do whatever she wants. However, this has caused a lot of people to hate her because of how much she likes talking about Machine Gun Kelly and likes to refer to him as daddy and you know, just kind of overshare about their relationship. Insert clip here.
1: He was like, you're gonna be naked tonight. And I was like, whatever you say, daddy, whatever daddy says. Sadly. Um, So Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox, as of 2021, December, are still dating, unfortunately. Do we hope they'll break up in 2022? Yes. Yeah, we do.
0: But um, yeah, before we move on, can we just have a moment of silence for um, Megan Fox appreciation, which has been ruined once again by men? Amen. Amen. Okay, number, number 16, 16, Julia, Julia Fox, Fox calling out baby, out baby daddy, daddy Instagram, Instagram stories. stories. So this one is a bit lower on the list. If it was up to me and Nicole personally, this would probably be number top one. five. Top no, five. <laughs> Number one, absolutely.
1: <laughs> but um, a lot of people don't know who Julia Fox is. Unfortunately, um, she's an actress. She was the fiance or girlfriend in Uncut Jams. She's gorgeous, beautiful, amazing, and this year she gave birth to a son named Valentino. But basically, this- her baby daddy- her baby dad- is a little asshole. Um, his name is Peter, Russian submarine on Instagram, his username's something like that, I've- been requested to follow him for years now. He's never accepted, but this just proves he's more of an asshole than we thought. Because you won't accept your Instagram (laughs) request. Well,
0: other reasons, too. Anyway, um, Miss Julia Fox... Love of Our Lives posted something recently. She went on a two-day story rant. Rampage. About how this man is actually a very terrible person and baby daddy. Yeah. And doesn't support her whatsoever. And we were here for
1: it. She put up a little missing poster, which we'll insert right here. He's just abusive.
0: Yeah, I think that's the important part.
1: He's abusive and... He was based. Julia Fox was kind of sad that she was choosing alcohol and partying over her son. Well, not only that, but he
0: also just left her. Yeah, in charge of all these bills, in charge of a child, and then ex- expects to be let back into their life, without really
1: participating in this child's life or wanting to be a dad whatsoever. And he doesn't support the babies, not paying the child fares. Um, She's currently looking into custody lawyers because she, she said something really beautiful. She was like, unfortunately, my son loves his father, even though I don't love his father. Like, my son still deserves to, like, be able to have, like, a relationship with his father. And that was just something her baby daddy, Peter, was not participating it
0: and I also think it's important to mention that this opened up a conversation within Julia Fox's followers to where they were able to share their own experiences with this terrible man and also just their own experiences with domestic or I guess domestic abuse and neglect and how that affects family and relationships And it encouraged a lot of women to leave their uh, situation and also just speak up more about what had happened to them.
1: I think that's incredible. And I know Julia Fox absolutely loved that. Um, She's sharing it. I'm glad Julia Fox posted about that.
0: Absolutely.
1: Because that was shit that she needed support. She needed help. She needed help taking care of her son. And the person who was supposed to help her had gone AWOL, blocked her number, everything, saw the Instagram stories, didn't even respond. So then that led her to get a custody lawyer while she'll be starting this battle. And
0: this was going on for a while. I mean, they were in an on and off relationship from what we know for quite some time. Even before the baby was born. Before the baby was born. And then when the baby was born, he came back into into Julia Fox's life only to once again abandon her. And so we just wish the best for Julia Fox. We're probably the biggest Julia Fox fans there are. We love her. And we only wish the best for her and her journey in motherhood. Yes. Which brings us to number 15. All, all too, too well, well to 10 minute, minute version. version. Oh my God. Speaking of Jake Gyllenhaal and how stinky and disgusting he is. Nicole, do you want to explain why you defend Jake Gyllenhaal and hated this music video so much?
1: Um, it's not that I defend Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't defend him from the music video at all. Um, first of all, the 10-minute version, that is a sh- not a short film, that's a music video. It's a 10-minute music video. Um, definitely thought it was a beautiful film. I I just did not love it. As I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan. Like, she's a great person, love her. Just her music isn't for me. Um, but she's doing her. I love that she's re-recording all her music, getting her the money that she deserves love that for her and I think red especially red Bean Taylor's version is super important
0: because you can just tell that a lot was put into this album in the first place and even more was added to it when she was able to recreate it with an adult perspective
1: and that is going true. through
0: everything that she's been through and finally being able to do her 10 minute version of all too well oh my god what what a woman
1: yeah I do I think Jake John is a great actor <laughs> not defending him for being a little asshole and dating someone 10 years younger than him. Um, but I think that brings us to our next one. Okay, number 14.
0: Rowan Blanchard, Blanchard Alili by biphobia, biphobia drama and Phoebe Bridgers snail mail biphobia, biphobia drama, T- drama tie. Now, this was supposed to be a tie. Um, I think it's important that it's a tie because this happened in the same week and I think it's weird oh, that it's we're getting- it the same week? It was like the same Damn. week. Or within the span of like same month, same week around there. Um, and I feel like this is important because we don't get a whole lot of biphobia drama and I feel like it was weird that we got two controversies very similar within the same week um, or within the same
1: time frame, I guess. Do you want to explain either one of these? Um, so I don't know anything about the Phoebe Bridgers or Snail male biphobia drama. All I do know about the Rowan Blanchard one is, one, I thought Rowan Blanchard was gay, so guess she's not. Um, we, we, might have to, we might have to fat check it, but
0: actually let's fat or check sh- it. Is she? I thought... Anyway, so yes, yeah, she does identify as queer, however, this has been very... I guess it's just been very, She said some controversial things, especially about bi people. Um, we can pull up some tweets right here because I don't want to look them up right
1: now. Yeah, there was some biphobic stuff and her co-star caught her out on it. I saw the TikTok of it and I was quite shocked. I was like, Rowan Blanchard, my childhood icon, it's biphobic? And that's all I saw. I saw the TikTok and then I forgot about it and until that's Sam brought it up again. Yeah,
0: and that's all that we've really learned from it. I mean, Alili Cravalho, love of my life, um, basically just called her out saying that she was still biphobic, which is bold considering they're working on a project right now. And then um, made no further comment on it after that. Um, however, within the same week, I believe this was a little bit later, Um, Phoebe Bridgers and Snail Mail also had their own uh, drama going on with very similar context. This happened when Snail Mail, acclaimed indie singer, um, posted something that was like, it basically said, oh, girls who like profit off of songs about kissing girls, please post pictures of your boyfriend. And then Phoebe Bridgers responded within, I believe, the same or responded later with a picture of her kissing her boyfriend or her boyfriend kissing her rather. Then this just sparked even more with snail mail claiming that bisexual people aren't oppressed. Just a bunch of really fun things. I just think it's funny that this happened and um, I support anyone who stands against this. That brings us to number 13, Jana, Jana Duggar, Duggar arrested, arrested for child endangerment. Oh my god. So who is Jana Duggar, Sam? Oh my god. So Jana Duggar is the oldest daughter, I believe, of the 19 kids in counting family, the Duggars. And not much to really say about her specifically other than she's the oldest one that still remains unmarried. She lives in the house with all the children. And a lot of people really like Jana, despite her not really branching out from her family. Not long after her brother Josh Duggar was arrested for child pornography, among other things, um, it was released that Jana Duggar had been arrested for child endangerment, which came as a shock for
1: probably everyone. I would say everyone. Yeah, so I did a little... I don't... I read maybe one article on this, and so I'm not sure exactly what happened. It was my understanding she wasn't actually endangerment really she fell asleep and her kids ran outside or other kids that she was taking Uh, care
0: of and that's where the the problem lies yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: so she just acts. she was a little tired took a little nap and forgot she was watching some kids is that what happened blame her she's been watching (laughs)
0: kids her whole life um, we're just kidding. Child endangerment <laughs> is never bad. okay. <laughs> Please, if you are watching this, don't commit child endangerment Please don't. anytime soon. Um, which, speaking of child endangerment... <laughs> Number 12! The Death, death of, of Prince, Prince Philip! Up. This is just a win for all the femmies out there. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a moment of appreciation from
1: our femmies everywhere? Yeah, so obviously Prince Philip isn't um, a female, but
0: (laughs) but I think it was still a win for women everywhere, and we can finally appreciate the fact that the Queen is now single. So, ladies, if you're interested, might slide into her DMs. Yeah, and that's a win for
1: women (laughs) everywhere. Any more elaboration on this? I really don't think we need much. It's just a win for women. Nope. Shout out
0: number eleven. Cara Cara Delevingne Delevingne Peg the the Patriarchy Met Gala look. So this one was one that I added in and Nicole really (laughs) rejected. Um, for me it was honestly between this and AOC's Tax the Rich dress. Oh, I forgot about that. There is just something about this corset mixed with this terrible lettering, uh, this confusing message that we need to peg the patriarchy. I don't know what was going through Cara Delevingne's mind when she asked her designer Or when her designer showed her this look, and
1: she went, yes. I think there's just a whole lot to unpack here. There really is a whole lot to unpack here. I also just love it when like, millionaires like, try to like, relate to the working class. And they're like, let's send a message that they'll love. Or, I don't know, I just thought it was weird that it was like a fashion look, and I'm like, okay, but do something. Literally do something. Do something. And also,
0: like, is pegging a bad thing now? I don't know. Is it a bad thing? You're supposed to enjoy pegging.
1: <laughs> that's so true. It's supposed
0: to be something for everyone. If we're supposed to peg the patriarchy, that's between the patriarchy and
1: me. I Sam's tried to make a joke. pegging the patriarchy. <laughs> I
0: tried to make a joke and it did not work. Sam
1: is pegging the patriarchy. You heard it here first. But yeah, I think this is just
0: a really interesting rebuttal to the... Usually people say fuck the patriarchy or change the patriarchy, but pegging, that's a new
1: stance. It is a new stance, and honestly, it went viral, and a TikTok that came out of it, I actually really did enjoy it. I think about it all the time. It was about this man, he saw Cara Delevingne at a coffee shop, so he ran home because he lived two blocks over, got this shirt that he had, and wore it to the cat. went back to the cafe, wore it, waited for Cara Delevingne to leave the cafe. His shirt says, it's a white shirt, it says Peg the Patriarchy in red sharpie. And then he goes, excuse me, I think you stole my Met Gala look. And she laughs. And then Genius. that's the end of the TikTok and I thought it was hilarious. Genius. Can we insert that right here? Yeah, we will. We will. I think you copied my outfit at the Met Gala. and
0: now that brings us to our top 10 Woo! we've gone far enough okay number 10 Sour Sour by by Olivia Rodrigo Rodrigo. so this is our second album to make the list I think it might be the last one um I really just I I have so much to say about this album I think it is fantastic it's a win for women
1: everywhere um there are some bangers on it there are there's Uh, a lot of bangers I'll admit um I, like, this year has honestly been a pretty, like, revolutionary year for music for me. I used to only listen to dead white bands, and now I'm listening to a new drama called um, Female Screaming Into Microphone, and I kind of love it, and so because of my new music revolutionary, I actually really do enjoy some Olivia Rodrigo songs, and that was kind of surprising for me, because I have been known to only listen to um, white Bands full of members that are dead White men bands Old white men Dead bands
0: yeah. And I think um, this record Broke a lot of uh, mm. This album broke a lot of records Which took- I think is important um, I remember the night it came out, I streamed all of it. I think every song on this record is like, really individual. And I'm really excited
1: to see what comes next from Olivia Rodrigo. And I really want to go to her concert in Chicago, Aww. just cause I think it would be kind of funny. <laughs> and um, I just want to go, but it sold out in literally seconds, thanks to bots. Even though I signed up to be a verified fan. Which brings us to number nine. Yolanda Yolanda Hadid, Zayn Malik, and Gigi Gigi Hadid throwing hands.
0: Oh my god. So, I thought that Zayn Malik was gonna be one of the least problematic (coughs) members of One Direction,
1: as did anyone else. Boy, were we wrong! Yeah, so there's a lot of mixed information on this case. Gigi and Zayn they have a child together and we know that Yolanda Hadid and Zayn have not always gotten along. We also know that in the past Yolanda has been kind of problematic. And so I guess they got into Zayn and Yolanda got into a little f- argument about their child. Basically Zayn didn't want Yolanda to see their child anymore because he didn't want their child growing up around someone like her. And then they got into a huge fight. Zayn hit Yolanda. And then Gigi moved out. They broke off their relationship. And that's all we know. And Zayn is under house arrest for the next year. And all I can say is I hate Yolanda Hadid
0: more than anyone else. I hate her more than the next man. However, that does not mean that you can hit her, Zayn Malik. <laughs> Jesus Christ, dude. I mean,. I I would. <laughs> I would want to, but that doesn't
1: mean that you do it. That doesn't make it morally okay. Yeah, and it does sound like, I really don't think we know all the details, but it does sound pretty bad. Especially since, like, Gigi moved out and they're no longer in a relationship. And he is, he did get arrested for this. And that being said, I
0: doubt that Gigi Hadid likes her mom that much. That's true. I wouldn't. She seems like she sucks. <laughs> but that being said, <laughs> when someone abuses your mom, you kind of got to step away. Yeah. That is so true. Anyway, um, that was a W for women everywhere. It was a W for... It was a win for... GG to finally leave that situation. And I think in a lot of ways, it was also a loss for all the women who have been pining over Zane Malik
1: for many years. So that brings us to number eight Kim filing for, for divorce. divorce. So this has really just led to a roller coaster of events. So early 2021, or like mid 2021, um, when after Kanye kind of went on his old presidential run spilled some very personal secrets about Kim to the public and basically that led Kim to file for divorce with Kanye Um, I'm not sure if the divorce ever got officialized, but they were separated, and they currently are still separated as of December 2021. Even though Kanye has professed
0: his love for Kim and asked her to take him back several times. And
1: even at their Donda, at Donda in Chicago, the Donda release party, the performance, um, Kim and Kanye actually restated their vows. They did a mock wedding scene. However, um, even though they've reinstated their vows, they are still separated. Um, Kim has most recently been linked to Pete Davidson. Whether they are dating or not, we'll leave that up to the viewers. Um, I believe they are. And I (laughs) want to believe that because
0: I like the idea of Kim Kardashian dating the most mentally ill men possible. And I support her for it.
1: And as of two days ago, Kanye bought a house right next to Kim's house. Did you know that Sam? I did not. (laughs) Yeah this was released two days ago. He bought the next door neighbor house. It was up for sale. So it clearly is showing that he really wants to get back with Kim. Will this happen in 2022? I don't know. I think they're still friendly with each other. Obviously they have kids together and I think they do a good I don't know if I'm assuming they're probably doing some co-parenting situation. Probably. Because I think they both love their kids very much. Um, But yeah, they are separated as of December 2021. Not to mention this also brought on Kim Kardashian's Met Gala look. um. Which she went with Kanye, correct? Did she? Yeah, they were both wearing the all-black outfits because that was for the Donda release. Damn. They did the Learn something
0: new every day Yeah,
1: because the all black outfits That's what they wore at the Donda release Before Kim put on a wedding dress And reinstated their vows Wow! But, yeah, they're still separated <laughs> This brings us to number seven Nikki Nicki Minaj, Minaj thinking the vaccine, the vaccine makes your balls bigger So, I uh, have done a quick little costume change It's a little <laughs> chilly So I put on another sweater yeah, explain this drama okay, to us, um, Nicole. So, Nicki Minaj went on a... So, one night on Twitter, Nicki Minaj tweeted a series of tweets where she claimed that her cousin... Hi, Nicole here, popping in from my editing. I do have to make a quick disclaimer on this part. I say that it was Nicki Minaj's cousin. It is not her cousin. It is her cousin's friend. So just assume every single time I say cousin, I'm talking about the cousin's friend. Thank you. Enjoy the podcast. Who lives in Trinidad and Tobago, um, claimed that after he received the vaccine, his testicles had become swollen. Um, This caused a lot of controversy and drama, also contributed a lot to the fear of vaccines. This Got so out of hand that the health ministers of Trinidad and Tobago had to contact Nicki Minaj's cousin, they had to do a whole evaluation on him, and they confirmed that his testicles were not swollen from the COVID-19 vaccine. I mean, even if at one point his testicles may have gotten a little bigger, his balls got a little bigger... They were not bigger due to COVID vaccine. And just don't, don't <laughs> think
0: they possibly make, it will get you bigger. And I think it's important to mention that this year there were a lot, and, and I mean a lot of celebrities that came out as anti-vaxxer or had many interesting stances on the vaccine. However, I think this one is the most important, um, just because I've never heard anything like this before. And is it really a bad thing? To get a vaccine that makes your balls just a little bigger.
1: (laughs) We're clarifying the COVID vaccine does not make your balls bigger. We're not spreading false information. And Nicki Minaj then, after Nicki Minaj started receiving backlash for claiming that she was like, for people were calling her anti-vax, blah, 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 blah. blah. She said, I'm not anti-vax. Get whatever vaccine you want. But she did say that people should do some individual research for before getting the vaccine and that's what a lot of anti-vaxxers say they tell it say to do your own research that's basically the whole gist of the story it was just it was a really fun day on twitter <laughs> <laughs> and i just really love that like the health officials had to speak had to about speak out. and they directly like contacted they had they ask this man about his balls yeah they did and they had to confirm that nothing was wrong Yeah. Uh, Which brings us to number six. Simone Simone Biles Biles Olympics and and mental health.
0: So, God, this one, this one is actually pretty touching. Um, I think this is a non-ironic one. It feels a little weird to have this one kind of split in there. Basically, if you don't know, the Olympics were this year and throughout it. Um, Simone Biles, a famous gymnast, was in the lead and she was set basically to win and set a record for her team but she dropped out unfortunately due to anxiety and her mental health issues and just fearing that she would get herself tremendously hurt, which is very understandable considering how dangerous gymnastics is and also considering that if she were to get hurt that means that she would have to have medical care um, which is very hard to ask her to do considering everything that happened with Larry Nassar um, at the last Olympics, and she was also one of his victims, so it's a lot to expect someone to just want to be cared for by these people after all that they have put her through.
1: I also hate every single person who gave her shit for dropping out. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of people who were like, you're letting down the American team. Bullshit. She literally helped you guys. And she was doing so well. She is not the only amazing gymnast on that team. Sunny Lee. She carried that shit. She was amazing in the Olympics. And just, and all of her teammates were so supportive of her, like, taking her time off to do it for her mental health. I'm just like, this doesn't bother you. You are not her. Don't get mad at her for choosing what's best for her. And it's also like if we're going to teach people in the
0: Olympics that you should prioritize your physical health, we should try to prioritize mental health as
1: well. I, I just think it was a great thing because also like mental health doesn't get prioritized a lot. And I think for someone as like, big as her to like publicly come out and be like, hey, I'm struggling with this. I need you to step back. I think that helped a lot of people, no matter, like, what backlash she got from it. And I would also love to see anyone
0: who opposes this to try to be in the Olympics. Do
1: it. To try to be a gymnast in the
0: Olympics. And also be abused by the person that you're supposed to trust, and then see if you're still able to continue that.
1: Exactly. That brings us to our top five moments of... 2021 with our number five grimes reading Reading the the communist Communist manifesto after breakup breakup with elon Elon Musk. musk oh
0: my god wow this is probably my personal favorite moment even though it's not the most important i do believe that it is quite amazing so um elon musk tech mogul and creator of tesla and grimes indie musician um were very well known for their relationship since it was very confusing to say the least and very um, controversial. However, they broke up after having a child whose name I will not pronounce and this led to a lot of controversy especially since Grimes had changed a lot of their views after the breakup with Elon Musk. And um, not to worry, everyone thought maybe Grimes has been silent for a little bit. Maybe their views are, are yet to be changed. Only for them to come out a few days later, <laughs> going on the streets, reading the Communist Manifesto. Um, pictures which we will insert now. They're
1: amazing. Um, I, I want to know, like, I want to know the thinking behind this. Like, what was this gonna do? was maybe she thought like people were gonna like her again because like I don't know she's going back to her communist ways Mm -hmm. but she did have a proposition for the communists while she was with (laughs) Elon Musk and that did not go over well so honestly this poor girl's struggling to get liked by the public right now yeah I would also like to say that Grimes uses they them pronouns I totally knew that I am so sorry (laughs) I really did know that It's okay Nicole is transphobic I did not mean to Scream it to the masses I knew that
0: It slipped my mind You're okay We accept you Thank you Anyway um, I just think this is a really important moment not only for the capitalists of the world, but also the communists. I really think that this was a win for everyone, including women. And I think this is truly the breakup of a century. And I can only I, I can't wait to see what happens next in this relationship and co-parentship.
1: Um, yeah. So that brings us to number four, Oprah, Oprah and, and Meghan, Meghan Markle, Markle interview. interview. Wow. What else do we have to
0: say? I, I this think shocked the world. It did. It did. It changed the world forever. We thought that Oprah was done with interviews only to bring us out with this huge one after
1: Meghan Markle and Prince Harry had left the royal family. Yeah. And we learned a lot of shit about the royal family too and how they treat Meghan Markle and bullshit for everything that Meghan Markle had to go through during that. And I'm glad she's out of that whole scenario now. Yeah. And what's interesting is that she's still getting hate um, for
0: going against the royal family. A lot of people think that she's being emotionally abusive towards Harry and all of this other stuff as if this poor woman hasn't faced enough. If anything, I think she's just blissfully unaware of how normal people work because she's been a celebrity for so long and then part of the royal family. But I think it's important to mention that this was a dialogue that was started by Princess Diana in the 1990s about how the royal family is abusive and doesn't really have any awareness of how to properly treat people especially outsiders who come into the royal family. And I feel like it's very good for Meghan Markle to open this conversation up again and also to introduce this new lens of the royal family being racist, which is yeah. a conversation that we have not yet had and yet really need to.
1: I wonder if this is like somewhat healing for like Harry, cause like, that's his name, right? Or yeah. is it William? No, it's Harry. To, cause like he loved his mom yeah, and I wonder if he's like, damn, they're treating my wife the way, same way like my mom went through this well, shit. Well, yeah,
0: I mean, he said that his uh-huh. his brother and that his dad are all prisoners to the situation. And that also, while he feels that Princess Diana would be disappointed in him, he she oh. would ultimately be understanding.
1: Would she be disappointed in him, though? I don't think, I don't she, think would.
0: she would. Because <laughs> everyone's like talking about how terrible it is that Meghan Markle left the royal family and forced Harry to leave the royal family Uh, when Princess Diana did the same thing in the 1990s, and they're just following in her footsteps. I bet she would be proud that they did what was right for them. Yes, not to mention, this also brings us back to um, Princess Diana's panorama interview, which was incredibly monumental and opened up a dialogue about mental health as well as her own struggles and how the and how the royal family kind of made that happen and made it even worse. And I feel like Meghan just kind of elaborated on that more and showed that it's still happening even now.
1: Exactly. And honestly, thank you for that interview. Fuck all the Meghan haters out there. You're part of the problem. They
0: literally are and also um, I just love this interview. I think it's hilarious to see Meghan Markle try to relate to um, people who are working class. I also think that it's really fun to see Oprah absolutely shocked at everything she says as if she's never heard a person being sad before. I think it's overall incredible and I would recommend it to anyone to watch.
1: And that brings us to the top three. Oh my gosh. Number three, Chloe Zhao Oscar, Oscar win. win. She won Best Director, second female in Oscar history to win Best Director. First woman of color, Asian American woman, to win Best An
0: Oscar for Best, for Best Director.
1: Also, Nomad Lynn also won Best Picture. Go her. I don't know if that was the first film directed by a woman to win Best Picture. It was not. For Best Picture nominees, there's only been 16 nominees directed by a woman and and only two women have won best director kathleen bigelow and chloe Zhao, which took home the oscar this march 2021 shout out to her also i'm not gonna get into my many thoughts and feelings on how the oscars kind of fucked her over this year but at least she took a home she took a win for the woman out there and I think it's also important to mention
0: that No Man, La- Man-, no Man Land did win, um, considering that, you know, it stars Miss Frances McDormand. It's a pretty female heavy uh, movie. The only other movie to win Best um, Director that was by a woman was The Hurt Locker, which is, needless to say, a pretty male dominated movie. And it's a war movie as well, which is a pretty male dominated genre. So I feel like having this softer movie. That is very female-led and directed by a woman. Actually, when both Best Picture and Best Director is pretty monumental. Even though, you know, there were a lot of disadvantages, and there not being a whole lot of movies that came out in 2020 um, did kind of make it seem like Chloe Zhao was kind of. But she deserved it. She she absolutely. It's did. an
1: incredible film. And I'm glad that it got the recognition, and I'm glad she's getting this recognition because she is a really wonderful filmmaker. And I really can't wait to see what she does next that's not Eternals. There's been seven women nominated for Best Director, but only two have ever won, and actually for 2021 Oscars, both two women. Both Emerald. Two women. Two women have been nominated for Best Director at the same time. That has never happened before. It's only been one, and this year it was two. Chloe Zhao and Emerald. Fuck. What's her last Fennel. Bit? Fennel. We got it. But yeah, I
0: can't wait to see what comes next from Chloe Zhao, and hopefully this teaches the Oscars that they need to include more women in the Best Directors category. But we all know that's not going to happen. But it will happen for the femmies.
1: Yeah! <laughs> yeah!
0: Which brings us to number two. Britney, Britney Spears, Spears finally, finally freed. freed! Fuck so yes, yes. yes! Finally brought on the Free Britney movement, where people finally realized, hey, maybe conservatorships are bad. Which is weird, considering in 2004 and the early 2000s, people were all about them when it came to their favorite female stars. But now, since there's been a resurgence, and now that supporting women is cool, people have wanted to free Britney, and they've actually been drawing attention to how fucked up her conservatorship is, and for the first time in, I would say, it's been, like, nearly a decade. Yeah, 13 years, I think. Over a decade. 13 years. Yeah, for the first time in over a decade, Britney Spears has finally been able to speak up about the abuse that she's faced and how terrible... Her life has been while under conservatorship of her dad, whose name is redacted. And her mom. And her mom.
1: And her sister. And her sister. (laughs) Her family. And her sister's (laughs) husband.
0: Yeah, all those guys. Anyway, we're
1: glad Britney's fear. (laughs) You (laughs) cannot speak today. We are glad that Britney is free. We hope she's living her best life. I cannot wait. Until the Oprah and Britney Spears interview comes out. She said it's happening. It's probably going to come out in 2022. And maybe that will make the Femmys for next year. And maybe for once in her life we can finally leave
0: Britney alone.
1: Yeah, maybe. So before we get to number one, we are going to state some honorable mentions that did not make the cut.
0: Doja Cat releasing that Alexis Nyers, member of the Bling Ring, was her babysitter. Paris Hilton got married. Both The Sex Lives of College Girls Season 1 and Never Have I Ever Season 2. Gossip Girl reboot. Ooh, good one. (laughs) Um, Olivia Wilde divorcing (laughs) Jason Sudeikis and moving on to Harry Styles. Olivia
1: Munn having John Mulaney's baby. Ooh, Olivia Munn's
0: um, controversies resurfacing because she's having John Mulaney's baby.
1: And a more serious note, the horrible tragedy that occurred on a film set and where Helena Hutchins lost her life due to gun violence on set. She was a cinematographer and it's horrible that she died and she was killed at the hands of Alec Baldwin of all people
0: which brings us to our number 1 female moment of 2021
1: I, I am, am woman. woman oh my
0: god what a, a song, song.
1: <laughs> what a dance <laughs> what a woman what a woman what a woman can we just can we we're just going to insert a little clip of the song just to like you know bless your ears <laughs> So, let's talk about the song a little bit. There's so much
0: to unpack. I looked up the lyrics on Genius, um, the lyric site, and there are no annotations. (laughs) The song is self-explanatory and it is one of the worst things I have ever heard. It's so bad. It makes me ashamed for not only myself, but women everywhere. And it's just become a viral sensation. Thanks a to TikTok oh. and the radio. And a lot of people love, love it. this song. It sucks. <laughs> it is beyond awful. I don't know who taught this woman um, that she needed to be woman. But I am glad that she
1: is woman. I'm glad that she's woman too. Actually, uh, some of, like, the TikTok trends with the song are actually, like, pretty wholesome. I do like some of them, but sometimes when I hear it, I'm just like, shut it off. Sometimes when I hear it, it makes me misogynistic, and I am
0: not afraid to say that.
1: Yeah, that's our number one, because we (laughs) love that song so much. We do.
0: Well, thank you for attending the, the 2021 Femmes. We're so glad you listened or watched us. Shout out to our first video podcast. And also shout out to all of our listeners that have decided to stay with us this year, even though we haven't been very consistent. But we really appreciate it. We do
1: really appreciate it. This has been a great year. We started our podcast this year. It's been a great year for our podcast. I have about... I don't know how many episodes. I think eight or Mm ten. And we just want to say we love you all and appreciate. And we cannot wait to continue this podcast into 2022. And we can't wait to see you all then. All right. Bye-bye. Yay!